The following is brought to you by Will Harris, Dustin Campbell, Daily Tech News Show, Andy Beach, Nick Wood, and Craig. Hello and welcome everybody to the Politics, Politics, Politics podcast for November 26th, 2021, the day after Thanksgiving. It's leftover day, ladies and gentlemen, and you are joined by a very special guest in conversation with Gloria Young, my mom. Hey, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving day after. Now, when I decided that I didn't want to work <laughs> during the holiday <laughs> and that I would just pass off an interview with my mom as actual content. Uh, uh, somebody's is that you? Is that your phone? That's ah, fine. We're rolling with it. You want to know why? Because it's, it's the day after Thanksgiving and everybody's going to have to deal with it. So okay. I, I, I asked you, Hey, would you, would you be okay talking to me about politics? And you're like, and you were kind of fired up. You were you were a little upset with with, with 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 the state of the Democratic Party. Yes. Uh, give me give me your grievances. Yeah, I was. Um, I, I'm just overall a little frustrated. Not so much totally with the Democratic Party as I am just with the stonewalling and not getting anything accomplished. Okay. I mean. You know, the whole concept was the Democrats won the presidency. Yeah. They, they got the, the majority Senate. in the Senate. Not the majority, but they, uh, 50. They do, yes. 50 in the Senate. With, with, if you could include have, and, and, the and vice the tie president, breaker. Yeah. it's, it's a tiebreaker. Yeah. Um, and they have the, the majority in the House. Yeah. So I, I really thought, okay, they're going to come in gangbusters and they're going to get a whole lot of stuff done and let's just move on. Especially because Joe Biden was from the Senate. And you would, you would was, think, you would think that if like that, that man, he knew the game. Yes. He knows how to pass things. He knew the game. And apparently he was like hugely influential when Obamacare passed. He, yeah. He was, I mean, he, he, yeah. you know, was one of the, even though Biden was definitely not my first choice um, for president, but you know, Certainly, again, everybody knows how I feel if they've followed me on your podcast. Yep. Like the other guy was we're gonna, not. We're, we're gonna. We're gonna. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not yeah. my choice. But at any rate, um, I, I really expected a lot more, a lot sooner. Now. Yeah. <laughs> can you get me? Can I at least just turn it off? Yeah, you can just mute it, there right? Yeah. Thank you. There we go. Um, and she's gonna charge it. What a good daughter-in-law. Oh, you were texting her. I stopped. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to pop off. Keep recording. We're recording. We're leaving all this in, too. <laughs> okay. So at any rate. So you're yeah. deliberately ruining the podcast. No, I sent it before the podcast started. And then it just, like, decided to go off. Oh, really? And it went off again because she didn't look at it. Oh, that was the please look at it. It was the, 
and it would have gone off one more time on top of that because it, it does three 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 dings. Okay. Anyway. So so much so, much like your phone and and my wife's inability to not text you on it. Uh, <laughs> your you you found it uh, the Democrats uh, to be frustrating at least in D.C. because they have not gotten things done. I just, Who's at fault for that? I don't think it was the Democrats, believe it or not. Okay, who was it? Well, I think that what has happened is, well, first of all, yes. I mean, obviously in the Senate, you know, we have two two standouts that were holding back a lot of progress. Right? Mansion and cinema. Mansion and cinema. So there's no question about it that that was definitely a part of the whole monkey wrench, but well, but, but, but cinema, remember she crafted the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Like, like that was, that was thought to be something that was DOA. She said she could get bipartisan votes. She did. It got passed. It went to the house and then the house sat on it for 80 something days. Right. And I mean, I know that they sat on it because they were trying to combine it with the big build back better bill. Yes. They wanted them both to pass at the same time and they were all combined. It used to be hard infrastructure and soft infrastructure and then it became two separate things and they were never going to break and then they did break. It it just got it just got so freaking muddied in the waters. Uh, I just, I kind of lost track. I almost. So you, so you are somebody that, that is, is very informed on these things. You were watching content about it on, on a near daily basis. And you could not tell me exactly what the hell happened. No, I mean, I I just got, I got so frustrated. All I know is that nothing was happening. Yes. Uh, That's, that's, that's was ultimately my, my view was like, okay, come on. It's been almost a year. It's been yeah. nine months and nothing has happened. So, I mean, I'm glad that at least they finally passed the infrastructure bill. Did you think that that was the right decision yes. to separate them and, and yes. pass the one thing? Yes. Don't hold everything up. Yes. No question about it. I think that I think the intentions were good. We're try- in trying to pass the two of them at the same time. Well, it's because they don't trust each other. Because the progressives don't trust the centrists. Well, I, I do believe that these different factions within the Democratic yeah. Party are hurting each other and yeah. the overall cause. But the bottom line was uh, the infrastructure bill, it's passed. I'm thrilled to say that it's passed. It blows my mind that it was not much more bipartisan because I don't understand why anyone would have any reason to vote against it. Uh, well, it did have Republican votes before. Some. Well, no, no, no. Well, it passed. It did. Well, number one, it only passed because of Republican votes. Uh, the, the Democrats did not have the votes in the House because the progressives uh, were uh, voting against. Well, enough of them held back, including the, the squad. So AOC and Rashida mm-hmm. Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and all that. Uh, but so it only passed because Republican. Republicans crossed the aisle. Right. Uh, and then they were it, criticized within their own party. But you know, whatever uh, it initially would have had more votes from the Republican Party if there hadn't been the detente of these bills need to be together. So the Republicans wanted to incentivize the Democrats to break them apart earlier by saying, hey, look. We'll we'll give it a comfortable margin. This will be like a capital W win 
for the president because it passed in the Senate with bipartisan votes. So that opens it up to pass in the House with, with bipartisan votes. That wound up happening, but on a much more narrow margin than it would have otherwise. Uh, my question to you, as somebody that had high hopes for what was going to happen, do you think that this party, the Democratic Party, has a core ideology, or is it just a bunch of people that that have Separate. a similar idea? And now, boy, was there a was it easy for everybody to get on the same page when Donald Trump was across the aisle, right? It was easy to get mad and and all link arms and say we all have to stand together when they had a common enemy. Absent a common enemy, it seems like they just want to stab each other. You're you're absolutely right. Unfortunately, you're absolutely right. And that's, I'm very sad and sorry to say that that's absolutely that this was all about Trump. Statement. That, that every, that like, that, 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 that was, you I know, mean, it wasn't something look, that was like a larger I, lesson. It was. I don't think that either the Democrat or the Republican Party have a core ideology anymore, quite frankly. I, okay. I just don't think so. I, I think that there are too many factions within the Democratic Party. Yep totally opposite ends of the spectrum in some cases, you know, yep. the progressive versus the moderates and the conservatives in the democratic party. And I also don't think that the Republican party is truly following the ideology of Republicans that were known 40 or 50 years ago. The ones that perhaps my parents they were always Democrats, but yeah. my parents' friends who may have been Republicans might have believed. I just don't think that either the Democrat or the Republican Party are united anymore. I I think that there's more of a um, a public opinion yeah. that is driving things. I think the public opinion is uneducated and not because they didn't go to the right school, yeah. but because most people don't take the time to really read and understand the issues beyond what they see on Facebook or I mean, Twitter or Instagram. Can I ask you this question? When was the public opinion educated? Because I think that that's like no, a good old I, days no, thing. No, I, I do believe I mean, I, I hate to sound old fashioned. All right, let's go. In the Dust days, off the take. In the days when my parents were raising me and my brothers, when there was really only one newspaper two, and one television two channel, or three news channels, but yeah. they simply reported the, the news, the facts. There, was, there wasn't all the hyperbole and all of the, the hoopla and the, and the, you know, the, the make-believe stories that and opinions that get fed into the mix and all of the mis disinformation, whatever you want to call it, that's yeah. being promoted out there. There's, there's a lot more. There's, there's a lot more so, information there's now. There's so yeah. much information coming at people from so many different sources. Yeah. And if you, if you really don't take the time to say, well, wait a second – let me not just listen to this or read this opinion or hear this opinion. Let me look here. Let me look here. Let me look here. Let me listen to this. Let me, let me, 
let me explore my options because now we do have that ability to listen to or read from 50 different sources. But nobody takes the time to do that. They, they listen to one or two select places. That's where they go every day. Yeah. They hear the same thing that feeds whatever it is that they That they believe. personally believe. It is, it is a it self-fulfilling prophecy. It yeah. their opinion. And Do you feel thoughts. like that happens to you? I try not to let that happen to me. Yes. I, I truly do. I try to go on and I look at, listen to other things. What, what, do you, what do you think is the thing that you feel challenges your ideology the most? Because, and stop me if I'm, if I'm misrepresenting it, I, I would describe what you normally watch as, you listen to NPR in the car and you watch PBS on, you know, in, in the evening. Would that be correct? That's true. All right, so what is, what is the thing that you seek out or, or, or find that you feel challenges your, well, your mean, idea? Sometimes I'll go on to YouTube and I'll look at a Fox News clip. Yeah. Or I'll look at an OAN clip. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll look at, I will look at things where to I To see what, know, what, 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 what the point of view of a side that you would not agree with. Right. Yeah. That I don't, that I wouldn't normally follow. What is the most sympathetic thing? Have you ever had a time or a time that you can remember where you watch one of those clips and you're like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. No. Never. never. So never. then maybe you're just gaslighting yourself with, with, with this stuff. Well, but I'm, I'm trying to understand sometimes what makes people believe some of these you know, the yeah. conspiracy theories and I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why people have been standing in Dallas, Texas for three or four weeks they're in a waiting cult. for they're in a cult. JF Kennedy Jr. to reappear. I mean, number one, when you're in a 45 person group, that's too <laughs> loony for QAnon. Uh, you're in a cult. Like I actually read about that. Dallas Morning News had a had a story about that. Uh uh, about and it's it's a cult. It's it's a literal cult. Like but, I mean, I think a lot of what's been going on, you know, with the no 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 not 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 a metaphorical. Cults. Like there are elements. It is truly a cult. There are things where it's like okay, fans of a message board are exhibiting cult like maybe No, there's a leader, and the leader gives them orders to do things, and they, they tithe their earnings to him. This is like a it's cult. a cult. That's yeah. Not this is like. Can, we're going to all be watching the documentary about this on Netflix in, in a year and a years. half. Yeah. Okay. No, this is, this is a, a, a C U L T underline it cult. Okay. Like, so well, that, I'm, that is that. I'm actually glad to hear that. Yes. Um, that that it is not proven. No, QAnon was such that it is, you know, a, a fans of, of message board thing that are brought, you know, for, for various different reasons. They believe this guy who is very numerology based and, uh, uh, you know, there's also a whole lot of like reincarnation. There's like other elements for which this guy has brought into it that has been excised from the mainstream of the fringe of QAnon. So we are <laughs> we are in a really, really splinters narrow. on splinters on splinters right. on splinters. Although I do think that that the fact that it's gotten that much attention is part of this problem is that is that you're watching this and you're like, oh my God, I guess that's 40% of the country is, 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 
wants to be standing out uh, in Dealey Plaza waiting, you know, JFK Jr. to come back. And it's right. not. It's 45 people. Oh, okay. That are, that are doing a thing. And it has nothing to do with mainstream politics. Okay. Well, I did believe that it was many, many more people that were believing. For, it might that. it might not be it might be slightly more than 45 that are that are have shown up at some point, but from the, the Dallas Morning News article that I read. It was, okay. it was, it's, it's, it's a small, it's a small, it's a, a small, small fraction of the, the population. Well, that's actually good news. Look at that. Um, see, this is why I have to come and, and, and help you, you with these things. You need to educate me on these You just things. need to text me. Whenever you see something that seems too wacky, like too much crazy stuff, you just text me and I'll, I'll, I'll help you with this. I this know, is, I know, this is why right. you have a son in this business, I you know, know, take advantage. I know, I know. Uh, all right. Moving topics. Joe Biden. Joe Biden has had a free falling yes, approval rating. He's got a terrible approving rating. I, I'm, I'm again. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I do feel like he has been doing everything that he can to try and, you know, help us recover from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel also that um, people have a very short um, tolerance level these days. It's like everybody is used to instant, instant gratification, instant results. Can I, can I ask you this though? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that part of the pitch for his election that Donald Trump was so odious, was so awful. He was actively harming so many core pillars of America every single day that his removal would have much in the same way that removing a splinter immediately. It might not heal the wound, but it certainly stops the active well, damage. Here's my take on that. The damage that was done to this country as a result of the pandemic yes. was not something that in a light switch could be fixed. Okay. No. Um, I Which I, I, I totally agree with that. And I yeah. think that if Donald Trump had won... Then we would be we would, we would still be, be talking about the the Trump inflation. And, yeah, we would you know, still be yeah. in the same boat. There's no question about that. Um, I I do now would it be as bad? We, that's a, a larger. I mean, are there things that could have happened with this, with with the the supply chain earlier? There, those are open questions. Those are all yeah. issues that uh, look uh, get into the supply chain is a whole nother issue. Which yeah. I we could have a whole nother conversation about the supply chain. But I do feel like. The very first thing that Biden did when he came into office was he got the vaccines out everywhere to everyone. Yes. Okay. There is no question in my mind that was priority number one. Yes. And it probably consumed the first four to six months of his presidency and he got the job done. Okay. He wanted to have 70% vaccinated by July 4th. Didn't happen. That didn't happen. But So that's not a failure. It's not a failure, but he tried. He tried. The <laughs> okay. vaccines were out there. Sure. We had vaccine hesitancy that was still left over from the prior administration. So in my opinion. Um, I, I will say this. The vaccine hesitancy, and maybe it's just because of my 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 social circle in the Bay Area, which does not have a whole lot of conservatives, but like the the vaccine hesitancy that I heard before the election was almost exclusively liberal. 
It was, this is rushed. This is Trump trying to win the election by rushing the vaccine out. Like that was, I had one person for whom in, in a podcast that will never see the light of day because it was a pilot that didn't get picked up. A, a very liberal friend of mine in a conversation about the vaccines, this is while it was being in developed, was jokingly calling it the I am legend vaccine. Like the, the, the thing in every zombie movie that, uh, uh, you know, is, is the miracle cure that then, of course, that then ruins the planet by spreading a disease. So okay. it's like that that was before before the election. That was right. the, that was exclusively. And, and the Republicans were all talking about, look at Donald Trump cutting red tape, like, you know, uh, getting the bureaucrats and the middlemen out of there so we can get these vaccines out. Well, I mean, that's what sort of baffled me a little bit about the whole thing it was like. Okay, Trump, you promoted that you got the vaccine available to everybody. Why aren't you promoting everybody to take it? I, I he just, did. He got booed at one of his rallies. But and but that's that's the whole thing. But he didn't beyond that. Once he didn't win the election, and he's oh, he outed, wasn't he wasn't out there. He wasn't out like, there yes, saying, "Hey, take guys, the vaccine. I yeah. got this vaccine for you. You support me." Support me more by helping the country and helping yourselves go get the vaccine. And everybody that I know that's been vaccine hesitant has been totally Republican, conservative. Now. Yes. Yes. It's almost as if partisanship drives a lot of this and it doesn't matter what the facts are. It matters whether or not you are hurting or helping your team and party. And so isn't that screwed up? I don't get it. I don't get it. To me, I've never seen so many parents. Look, I spent my whole life as a parent protecting and making sure my children were safe. Yes. If I had to deal with you and your brother as little kids going to elementary school today, and I would never go and and yell and scream at a school board meeting about you guys wearing masks. I would tell you, wear masks. You're going to wear masks because you're going to be safer. Like a story. Also- I mean, when you were raising me and me and Eric, you were a single mom who didn't have time to do any of that. No, I, I know that. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, it's like as parents, you're you most parents do everything they possibly can to keep their children safe. You put them in a car seat. You follow the rules. Sure. You yeah. Take them, yeah. You get vaccinated for all the measles, mumps, and rubella that you yeah, don't yeah, yeah. want them to get. Yeah. You, you do, you take all those steps. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just baffled and confused why parents have still been so opposed to those, to those steps. I, so, I, I, I think the key part of what you're missing here is, and this is again, this is my perspective. I knew that there were problems with largely, liberal run school boards when like my friends in the Bay area, parents in the Bay area were starting to bitch about the fact that kids weren't back in school and teachers weren't teaching stuff. Right. Because there's only so much, I mean, I think that what, what I am missing as somebody without children and you are missing as somebody who is not actively raising children. Right. Uh, is what the toll of the zoom learning stuff was over a year. 
and then over a year and a half, and then even now the, the kids are back in school, there is a deficit of trust. There sure. is a deficit of trust. Mm -hmm. And that's what I saw in Virginia when I was out there, and that became a big animating issue, is that you can walk into a room and you can say F the school board, and a lot of people are gonna nod whether or not in their head they're all thinking about the same thing. Mm -hmm. Some of it might be for one reason, something another reason, totally opposite. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah, there's no question of look. Parents are always going to have their opinions. Yeah, about what's the right thing to say or do or not say or not do for their kids. Sure, there's no question about that. But we're that. right now we're That's way far away from Biden. See, this is the thing. I know. I, I, I know. So, okay, so Biden. Biden. So get me back to Biden. Okay, so. So I do so you, feel you, you, like you, his you, first you priority, like you like the vaccine thing. I, I his first priority. He did, he did he he did take an L on that seventy percent thing. Get the but his first priority was get the vaccination. Also, out stop slapping the table because we're picking it up on the mic. Very easy for everyone to get it, and he did that. It was available. It yes. was available. It was available everywhere. Yes. There wasn't a place I went anywhere in town that didn't say. Free COVID vaccinations. Get your COVID yes. vaccinations here. Now, now I, I, I think I, I think I think Joe Jorgensen, the libertarian candidate, probably would have done the same thing. But scoreboard is scoreboard is scoreboard. Okay. Biden gets credit for the rollout. Yes, yes. So I do believe that that was one of his main goals. He got that done. Now, um, you know the the next the next goal was let's try and do things for our middle class, right? Which is the okay. Build Back Better bill? What is in the Build and Back the Better bill? Infrastructure. Well, the Build Back Better bill. I mean, there's obviously probably ten or twelve different elements yep. to it. Um, some of them I know are going to help parents with like pre-K, universal pre-K, pre which honestly, to me, that's one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle. Because look, look at it this way. Your brother, yeah, who has two children, right? One of them in pre-K, one of them in kindergarten. Do you know that for just one child to go to pre-K is almost a thousand dollars a month in yes. daycare? Yes. Okay, a thousand dollars a month. Now, think about that in terms of if they did not have to lay that money out themselves, and the government was helping with some of that even if they were subsidizing 40, 50, 60% of it, yeah. that's money that those that young family can use towards a mortgage payment. I'm, I'm, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. So, so hold on. But before, before we get into to, to that, that thing, because I, I, I don't want to get too far away from okay. you listing what's in, the, what's in the bill or what you know is in the bill. And right. I, I don't say this to say, like, I mean, obviously we've been sitting here drinking wine, but like, uh, <laughs> like that, that you should... Uh, my one of my issues with the Biden White House and this entire uh, 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 process has been I don't think that they've messaged it very well and that a lot of things that people talk about that might be in this bill. Number one, we don't know what will what will be in it ultimately. No, it, because it, 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 it they've keeps been getting, promoting. It keeps getting watered down and they're promoting certain things and it keeps getting cut and it gets cut. And yeah. Gets cut. OK, so what else do you believe is in it? Oh, and now you're grilling me on I'm just, no 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 but this is my thing is that like if it's How that important if it's that important I'm, then then the messaging on this bill should have been very clear when, when Obamacare was very very controversial but nobody was confused about 
this is a restructuring so everybody can get healthcare. Uh, now, the solutions and how they got there, that's a different story. But like, at least people knew this is going to try to solve a problem that American families have, and that is healthcare. In my, this has not done that. No, I mean, and you're right. I mean, I've read, you know, a list of ten or twelve things that are in the bill. Can I recite them all to you today? No. Yes. I can't. Off the top of my head. Do you think that's a problem? Do I think it's a problem? I think it's a problem for the Democrats. Somebody who cares about this. Somebody. Yeah, that that it's not called the universal pre-K bill. No, no, you're right. I mean, it's it's a lot. By the way, I think that'd probably be bipartisan. I think you could actually get bipartisan votes for the universal pre-K bill. I, I think what it is is it's a lot of it's a lot of different aspects of things that will help the middle class. Okay, that's the message that I think the Build Back Better bill has been promoting. And this is, I think, part it of the is larger- a social net. Yes. Is but, what but they're calling that's the, it. That's the problem I think that the Democrats have right now, is that there's a lot of yada, yada, yada. When I was covering Terry McAuliffe and he lost, uh, he was out there and his, like, one of the his things that he- The messaging is not consistent and clear enough. Well, no, his what he said this four times during his final day of campaigning. Uh, when you elect Democrats- Good things happen. And yeah, I'm like, that's not good what enough. kind of calorie free yada, yada, yada nonsense is this? And that's, yeah, that's this is my problem with, 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 with the BBB thing is that you should be out there saying we need this now. Right. Not the Democratic grab bag that we're assuming will help the middle class. Yeah, right. I, I, you know, probably what's happening. And, is- and that, that's why it's unpopular. That's why it's, it's like when when they poll for things that are in it. Do you want universal pre-K? Do you want climate protection? Do you want this? Do you want that? It does well. When you just say, hey. It's the, the build back. But they're mixing too many things and the message is not clear enough. Exactly. And they, yeah. they wanted to do was mix it with like roads. Right. <laughs> like they wanted it to be in one gigantic thing. Yeah, which that was that was a big mistake. Uh, all right. So you're here. Right. You're right about that. There's so let me. No question. That, that's, that's a larger kind of operational thing that I think the Democrats are suffering yeah. from now. And you're seeing the, the polling to back up that this hasn't been a mistake. But I want to have one more question for you. And this is something that I know is going to be near and dear to your heart because it involves some names that I know that you are interested in. Uh, Number one, Joe Biden, should he run again in Mm. 2024? Oh, yeah, that's a problem. Um, You know, three years, it's still a ways away. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Poll after poll, a majority of Americans are saying no. I'm. Are you among them? You know, I I would not look if he ran again and it was him versus Donald Trump again. I would vote for Biden again. Sure. Yeah. Um, if, if, you know, if his, um, if his cognitive abilities begin to decline clearly more and more and more over the next few years, and I have to scratch my head every time I hear him open his mouth, I would be very concerned. Do you think they are declining? Not recently. No. I mean, not any more than it was when he was running, you know, initially. (laughs) I mean, he made a few gaffes and he continues to make a few gaffes and he even you know, farted on, on, on air. 
But you know, he fell asleep. He's, he he's fell an asleep. Old fart. An yeah. old farts fart. That's where yeah. they get the name. So I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that. Um, I, I am concerned about that. There's no question about it. Well, apparently, but right, so far, I do not think that his that he is unable to serve. And and at this point, he still has three more years. I'm not. Really well, there's 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 it. a there's miles to go between he should there's step down now miles, and he should and he should are, not run in 2024. miles to go. Now, I bring this up not because I want to pick on the old man, but because there are clearly a lot of discussions within the Democratic Party, if not the Biden White House. I know on, between on, Kamala and and Buttigieg. Yes, I know. I know. I've already read about that. Uh-huh. I have. It's it's um, because people keep writing stories about it, and if people keep writing stories about it, it means that people inside are actively trying to get these it. things out there. Yeah. No. Does I mean, it bother you that there is an active civil war within the White House about an election that's happening three years from now? I don't think I wouldn't. Cons- I would not call it an active civil war. I just wouldn't. I would. I would say. I would with not, the volume of stories that are being written. I would not. That that does not happen by accident. Okay. That does not happen because assignment editors are like, please write about this. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, and you may have more, you know, more insight into all of that, but I wouldn't consider it. I only read it for the first time just a few days ago. Um, now, you know, who knows what will happen. I mean, I know Kamala has a very, very low approval rating right now. Yep. I don't ever really see vice presidents getting great approval readings, ratings because, in my opinion, as for as long as I can remember being an adult, I don't ever remember the vice president being the superstar. You know, they're always in the background. Yeah. They've never really... They have a couple of projects that... Maybe they pick up and maybe yeah. they do okay, but they don't ever, they're never, you know, scoring huge brownie points yeah. with anything ever, as long as I can remember. So the fact that Kamala is, you know, and of course she's a woman, she's a woman of color, you know, everybody's got their opinions about that. I, I don't really take a whole lot of stock in that. Um, I do think that Kamala has a lot to learn. I think that she's learning from a, a, a very well-seasoned politician yeah. under Biden. Um, but Buttigieg, who was my choice. I was getting, so th- I brought all this up because I do know that there's two things for which you are animated as, was, as, as a voter. One is strong women and the other is Pete, is Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. You love I, both of these things. I do. And you know, so Honest, now they're fighting. Honestly, All right, Joe, Joe Biden has just announced fantasy scenario that he is not seeking re-election. Who are you backing, Pete or Kamala? I don't think they would run against each other. Oh, oh, they're running against. I each other. I don't think so. Oh, they're running. I against think they'll each other. run together. <laughs> Get out of here! I think they would Get run. One would run for president, the other for vice president. Stop it! That's what I. Think they would happen. rather. They would they would rather stick a nail in their eyes than do that. I, I don't They're know. fighting now. I don't They're know. They're we'll fighting see. now. We'll see. Also, Pete we'll has see. a Pete has a way of pissing off like 
powerful female uh, uh, politicians because him and Klobuchar hated oh, each other. no kidding. Hated each oh, other. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, honestly. No, they apparently, they quit on the same day to back Biden and they hated each other so much they wouldn't go on the same event to, to endorse say Biden. That they would endo- yeah, they, endorse they, Biden they, they, together. They had to have a special event for Pete earlier in the day and then they did you know, the Klobuchar this is event. why politics it's so bad it's so nasty it's so it's so bitter i, I i'm just it's a shame that politics is the way it is so all right number one they're never going to run on the same ticket uh, uh i would have to go for Buttigieg. you'd sell out the woman yeah gender traitor uh, no <laughs> i just i just feel like you know look Buttigieg was my guy he was Shocking my guy. racist commentary. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, Pete. Pete is your. He was my guy. Pete's, I Pete him is. For Pete president. is your. You have been a Pete stan. Have but, you watched the documentary? There's a documentary no. about Pete. Mm-mm. No, I am maybe. Not. Maybe we'll have is to it watch good? it one night. Is it good? But before I leave, I haven't seen it yet. Oh. I assume it's propaganda and pablum. But well, who put it out? Uh, oh, I don't know, but it it had a bunch of inside stuff with like of that no, campaign. I would, I so would I, like I, to I, I doubt that, that it's Look, like a takedown. There is no question in my mind. Buttigieg is going to be a, a player in politics in the future in this country. Do you That's think he opinion. bears any responsibility for the supply chain issues Pete? as, as the depart as, no. as the secretary of transportation? No. I don't. So the Secretary of Transportation has no, no responsibility because, no, on the supply only chain. Only because I know supply chain. Yes. I've worked in supply chain. Supply chain is something that is a very, very long process. Yes. It is a year in the making. Yes. Okay. And a so, lot of these problems were on the horizon, like from the first moment before. of COVID. Yeah. So. As much as everybody wants to, again, this goes back to what I was saying earlier, this short-sighted, like, oh, okay, you're Secretary of Transportation, make everything better. Yeah. It doesn't happen that way. Supply chain takes months of orders and preparation, and let's just say you're one of your people that you're going to order from can't get one little tiny part from one of their sub-suppliers. Yeah. Their whole production line is shut down. And then there's labor in the mix. And then there's, you know, the the fact that, okay, the whole economy was shut down for a year almost. And then all of a sudden, okay, we're up and running. Well, you don't just flip a switch and all of a sudden the supply chain is up and running 100%. That supply chain was basically put on hold a year prior. And it's going to take almost a year before... Everything is up and running and functioning again in like normal. Yeah. So you cannot lay the blame for any of this supply chain stuff on the current administration, in my opinion. This is all ripple effect of the pandemic. So would you say that you can't blame it on the previous administration either? Well, I blame, I blame, blame, I blame Valerie Plain. the, um, the intense effect that we had from the pandemic on the prior administration only because it was downplayed so substantially initially. And I think that hurt us. 
But 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 we're talking about the 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 what happened here did not affect the beginnings of the supply chain issue. That was that was you know China and the factories getting shut down and and you know if if anything a lot of the lockdowns according to the numbers like they drove up all the online ordering which kind of changed the math in terms of what was it, being ordered and all, where it was being shipped. I mean the the entire mess that we're in. You blame COVID on Trump. But like, but I'm, I, I'm talking, I blame, that's fine. Yeah. I blame the extent of COVID on the lack of action from the prior administration. And so you don't think that there is any action, any evasive action or emergency action that could be taken now by Biden to help with the supply chain? Well, I think whatever emergency action could have been taken most recently has been taken. I mean, he just recently took several steps that have cleared the the basic the log jam of the ships and no, opening didn't. up the ports for no. 24 hours. Okay. He, said, he said he opened up the ports for 24 hours. But that major. means it, it's opening the ports for 24 hours is major because you major. had you had a backlog. It doesn't of matter if they're open for 24 hours if you unload. don't have the containers and you don't have the drivers. And that's no, part of the problem. But but I mean that was the whole thing. It was like okay the containers needed to be unloaded. Now the drivers here in the truck drivers in this country, that I don't have extensive um, information or facts to be able to yeah. sit here and give you my opinion about that. That That is a problem, but that goes to the minimum wage and all the, you know, all of the other Well, no, issues. truck drivers get paid more than minimum wage. No, truck drivers. I'm talking it. about just paying and taking care of your, yeah. your key, you know, the, the key employees that keep the wheels of our nation rolling. Yeah. You know, I mean. So those, you think that these problems are beyond the current administration? I don't think that you can lay blame for every single thing that's happening today on the current administration. No. I think this is all re- leftover and ripple effects from the pandemic that need to be dealt with. Yeah. I'm not saying it's anybody's specific fault. It's not it's not necessarily the the ripple effects of the pandemic are not necessarily the prior administration, they're not necessarily this administration's. This is all ripple effects of the pandemic that that we're having to deal with everything from, you know, from our, our truck drivers, our ships, our supplies to, um, you know, people going to a restaurant and having a server that, you know, is going to wait on them because they're so hard to find these days. Uh, I mean, it's everything is, can I, can I tell you the most heartbreaking labor shortage story that I've seen with my own eyes? We went to Epcot all the people were white. Yeah, the visas couldn't the get in. They couldn't get the anymore. people in from the foreign countries. Never more upset. To- Ashley and I were actually talking about that, and I think that is very disturbing because <laughs> I was trying to make a joke. Uh, no, yes. no, but it's true. I mean, when we were in Animal Kingdom three years ago, I remember specifically talking to some of the staff, and I was telling Ashley how it was even how the wrong- excited these gals and guys were that came from Africa, from different countries. In it was Africa even the wrong kind of white people. I went to the British pub and I got served a Guinness by some lady from Ohio, 
It was nonsense. Nonsense. Those madness. Ohioans. All right. What are we going to do with those Ohioans? All right. Last question. <laughs> and this is something that I will continue to ask you throughout the next few years. Oh, Take the opposition out of it. Yeah. So don't think about who he is running against. Will Joe Biden win re-election in 2024? From this point, granted, we are years away, right? But as it stands right now, will Joe Biden win re-election? <sighs> One word answer. Yes or no? Ah. <sighs> Pregnant pause. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jeez, the weight, the weight of this pause. Will he win re-election? Yeah. Uh, honestly, <laughs> probably not. No. You think one and done. We'd have two one-term presidents in a row. That's, that's. I, I mean, again. The American public yeah. is very fickle. And and they are mad. They are mad right now. Like, so they're this is you saying right that now. they're mad right now. Yeah. But. Yeah. If in two or three years. Yeah. Economies. And by the way, here's the other thing. is The economy is actually doing good. The economy is doing very well. It's just that inflation. Inflation. Inflation, inflation is a presidency inflation, killer. And everybody feels that. Okay? Yeah. And this goes back to my comment that I said earlier. Everyone wants immediate you know, action. It, it, nothing happens immediate. So, you know, people are paying more at the gas tank right now. They're paying more. Look, I feel it. They're paying more for groceries. I'm paying more for everything that I buy. But I do believe that this is a temporary issue right Transitory now. Transitory inflation. Again, because of the pandemic yeah. and the ripple effects and the issues that we're dealing with, I think all of that will settle over the next couple of years if, in fact, this legislation passes and the build back better and people start to, the middle class starts to feel more comfortable and they're not as pinched and all of a sudden they can afford to buy a house where they couldn't and their kids are going to school. And, you know, I think that if all those things happen. That's a lot of things to go a right. It's a lot of things to go right. And if the roads and bridges and all the infrastructure stuff and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. People start to see all that. And if there that. are no cats in America and the streets are filled no, with cheese. No. But if, if people start to see the results of some of the legislation that's being passed and some of the pandemic uh, effects are in the rearview mirror, then there's a very good chance that whoever is running for the Democratic role as president will be elected. Yeah, Pete, but because you knifed Kamala. Be, but if, you know, if these things all fall by the wayside and inflation's bad, and then no, he's not going to be elected. So, you so know, if you say no, then that means that you are not. No, don't You're say not that I'm optimistic not that all those things are going to happen. I no, no, do I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. Look, because because what because what you're describing is a lot of things that are out of out of anybody's control, I right? You were saying that a thing's going to have to pass. It's going to have to be potent enough to really make a, 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 a difference. It's going to have to be implemented correctly. Yes, like like that's I, a lot of things that have to go right. I do believe. It, look, it's again 
American public is very short-sighted. Yeah. If they're feeling good at the time the election rolls around in 2024, it'll be good. The Democrats will get reelected. I would agree. If they're not feeling good, the Democrats won't get reelected. I think if it's normal, uh, uh, it, it advantage goes to the incumbent. I, I said this through the 2020 election that yeah, unless something I mean, bizarre happens, usually uh, uh, the, the incumbent wins. Now there is one thing, inflation presidency killer inflation has killed presidencies I, whenever that happens it is a I four totally quadrant agree. universal five alarm fire but the only good thing is this inflation issue is happening now it's only they've only been one year in they got three more years i mean if they got well, three more years but here's the other the other problem with inflation uh, an inflationary period is that usually the only way it gets under control is a recession. And so you don't want there to be inflation that then and leads then into a, a recession. recession. So which I don't think will happen. I mean, look, already, you know, Biden is opening up the reserves, the oil and gas reserves, which, of course, is a little ironic since he just left the climate the the climate uh, crisis summit. Sometimes. Um, it, have you, did you ever watch Veep? <laughs> No, I never. I did. love Veep is especially when I'm on the road or Ashley's gone. I just watch Veep constantly. All really? I do is just cycle through. It's like six seasons. I just watch it over and over and over again. Uh, but it is defined by those kinds of moments where Selena Meyer. You would love it. You would actually, yeah. uh, uh, love it the most because it's it's a uh, uh, what's her butt from uh, Julia. Yeah, Louis yeah, Dreyfus. yeah. I know. But it's it's all these things where it's like, okay, I'm going to leave the climate summit where we are talking about zero global emissions, emissions and then and I'm going to come in and immediately fill the streets with oil. With oil. <laughs> They're just like, burn all of the oil. But look, I mean, that's what everybody wants right now because gas prices are too high. It's Biden's fault. Okay, so here, I'm going to release some of these reserves. I'm making sure that the, you know, the, the whoever... A, a decides the prices is going to lower the prices because we're giving you more. Cause again, it's all about supply and demand. Yeah. So we're giving you more supply. I, I think, I think mom, lower mom, the cost at the pump. I, you, you would be more credible talking about this than, than Jennifer Granholm, <laughs> the energy secretary <laughs> who today did not know how many barrels of oil America consumes in a day. Which I'm very surprised. Which therefore, which therefore, kind of invalidates the number of fifty million because it, I'm very surprised she didn't know that. That's that's really that's sad. Bad. That is a bad. That and is a I bad do happen job. to like her a lot. I think she's a hack. But uh, uh, okay, well, I mean, look, I, this is my problem with the Biden administration just in general is that I I do think that a they're a little too politically minded on issues that I think they need to have a little bit more of a, 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 a touch. They need to have a, like when, when Jennifer Granholm comes out or Pete Buttigieg comes out and they're talking about things like inflation and gas prices and stuff like that, you can't lead the conversation with, and here's why we need to pass this gigantic multi-trillion dollar bill that most people have no idea what's in it and like have no actual personal connection to. You have to give me a little bit on, all right, as of right now, we are uh, uh, importing X amount and here's the problems with OPEC and here's the problems with this, this, that, and the other, where there's just a lot of blame shifting. There's just a lot of like, hey, don't ask us when your presents are going to show up. Ask FedEx, actual statement that was said. 
uh, 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 don't ask us about gas prices. It's run by a cartel called OPEC. Not wrong, but is this the first time you're hearing about it? I would think that that would be something that you would know was a problem when you became the secretary of Uh, energy. Energy, like, uh, uh, Or like that kind of stuff. It's like there's just an... They're all very good at selling the talking points of the Build Back Better bill. Trust me. I watch enough of them. Right. They're all very, very good at that. They, they right. stick to the script. They stick to the talking points. They don't get uh, uh, pushed off. But also, like, They don't give have me some a, of the meat of the Give facts. me a little bit. Give me a little, like, okay, here's where we stand now. Yeah. Here's where we need to be. Here's where we believe these actions that we are taking are going to get us I'm there. I'm surprised that they did not. I haven't heard her talk about it, so I, I can't really comment on that. But I'm surprised she's been she's she been one of them that not have more facts to share. Yeah, I really am surprised. She's she's been one of them. She's that, been that, pretty sharp, in my opinion. She's a you, very you good television hack, pundit. Huh? I think she's a very good television pundit. And right. and uh, uh, well, I mean, I saw her on Bill Maher. She used to be a very frequent guest on Bill Maher. I think that that and she impressed me every time I ever saw her on Bill Maher. I think that there is a difference between and being a had, great guest on Bill Maher and, and being she, the Secretary but she of Energy. Very well. You know, we're very well versed and very well educated on everything she was speaking about. So again, there's a difference between being on a comedy panel. No, no, it's not a comedy panel. It is a comedy discussion panel. It's a comedian's politics show. Bill Maher. Yeah, I wouldn't really consider their conversations to be comedic. I mean, they go for jokes. Arguments that they have, they get very heated, and he always has uh, some opposing and opposing. He does book. He does. He does book people that that do stir it up. I mean, yeah, it's not like they all talk about the Bill Marson. But anyway, all right. Now we're now we're getting into now we're getting into personal taste. But um, uh, uh, all right. Uh, 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 There we go. So you've said no as of right now. Mark it down. November twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. Three years before. Three years before. You say no. I say no, but I have to say yeah. that if things in the economy and things are going better, then I would say that's not the case. Sure. So I'm taking back. My, you're not. You're not. My, you said no. no. You said no, but you but you're <laughs> you hoping. Said you're hoping to be a yes or a no. You're hoping you are you are hoping that things yes go better no. and and he gets reelected. No, I, honestly, I don't know that I hope he gets reelected. So you hope that he doesn't run. I asked you whether or not he he should run. No. You want Pete. No. You want to boot out the first woman who. No, I just want a freaking president that cares about this country and helps us to progress and to be a great country again. LOL. Not (laughs) MAGA. That's it. So, you, yeah. All right. Anyone that's not MAGA. We're aware. We're aware that you don't like Trump. We're aware. We are all aware. And we're aware that you are a Pete Stan. And we're aware that you're a gender traitor to Kamala. No. And likely I- racist. <laughs> Many people are saying that this no, is a racist no, act. No, 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 <laughs> no. That's okay. not the case. Uh, Mom. However, uh, okay. if Kamala... No- Ran for president. Yes. And Pete was her vice president. Chew in. I vote. He's going to destroy her. He's a better politician. Than she okay. Is. Well, we'll see. No, I mean, I, like watching we'll them, watching their, their. Well, look, 
The problem is he can't connect to black people, but uh, if yeah, the black people don't like him, if he is the guy, which is, I think what he's trying to do now is establish himself as like, okay, if Biden doesn't run Kamala's too unpopular to run, if he's the anointed guy, like that's in my, my view of the democratic black electorate, it's not that they particularly have super strong views. There, there's a, a portion of it that are like Bernie fans or, or whatever, what the, Democratic black electorate wants more than anything is a seat at the table. And so yeah. they will always go with the favorite, whoever the favorite is. It's the reason why it took so long for them to come over to Obama's side, even yeah. in 2008. It's like, like, well, sure, you seem nice. We would prefer you probably, but this seems like the surefire way to go. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so it's like, if he's the surefire way to go, he won't have the same problem with, 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 with the Democratic black electorate. Right. But- He's well, got to solidify hegemony, which is the fact that this, these conversations are even happening and Joe Biden isn't coming out to a mic immediately and saying, I'm running. I've already said I'm running. I'm running. Stop with I these think stories. He did recently say that he was going to run. Again. He's already said it. It's yeah. on the record. Yeah. Like he said that he's yeah. going to do it, uh, but apparently nobody believes him because they keep running these stories. Yeah. All right, mom, thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, uh, it is always a pleasure. There's a reason why you're a folk hero on this show. Uh, uh, is there any final words that you'd like to say to everybody? Happy Thanksgiving. Be grateful for everything you have every single day. There we go. That's it. Oh, and also some shows talk about politics. Others talk about politics and still more discuss politics. But this is the only show that dares discuss. Oh, all right, formatting's a bit weird, but if we have $10 tier members, then they gotta get shattered out even in the weird episodes. And so the people that head on over to TakePoliticsSeriously.com and at the $10 level support us are Idris Arslandian, DJ Katie Mack, Niemeister, Dr. G. Lord, Scale the Quinceanne, LA Admiral Flapjack, Utah Jimmy Montana, Edmund Pluribus Unum, Pete Spicery, TV Salesman or Spy, he really, and vote for Gloria Young for King of the New World Order, Zombie Doc, Edison, no mention in the podcast, please.com, Drunkie, DP4, Bongo, <clears throat> Pop Gold, Jewish Lives Matter, 100 Mile Runner, Double K Ranch, the old pinball shop, John, Snuffy's off Route 44, Neil, Charles, Darren, Olin and Angela, DL, Stephen, Chad, Miranda, Janelle, Chief Andy, Robert, Casey, Paul, the most conscientious nonpartisan listeners, Brad, Richard, D-Laser, just another pilot, middle-aged Mike, the Jen, Will, J-Pink, and Andrew. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. One more time, thank you. My, my thanks go to you for making all of this possible. Enjoy the holiday. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Dog and Pony Show Audio.